1: Recorded live.
2: Bible Study and Fellowship. We're getting started a little late tonight, so I'll try not to keep you too long. Um, Tonight, Lord willing, we'll be in the book of Matthew, chapter 22, so Brother Dave, you can go ahead and turn there. Yes. Um, Something I was going to say about some of the people last night that left the chat room, whether they left because of the subject that we were talking about or not, I have no idea. But um, usually that gets a lot of people. That, that'll separate the wheat from the tares in the heartbeat. Uh, and it, for, the, for the life of me, I mean it'll separate the wheat from the tares even when it comes to to people that are, quote, unquote, devout Christians. The very topic that they should be the, one of the most interested in is one of the topics that scares them to death that they don't want no part of. And that's, that is the pull and the strength that the spirit of this world has had on each individual that lives within the confines of this plane that we live on, this enclosed plane. And it never ceases to amaze me that the way people get offended when you start talking about those type subjects, even though they're Everywhere around them, it's like I'm too good to associate myself with anything and something like that. Everybody knows that that's hogwash. Everybody knows that that's nothing but hooey or or something. And, And totally, totally forgetting the very concept of their faith, which is based completely, completely, on the supernatural, it's amazing. It, it never ceases to amaze. But anyway, if you would, brother Dave, open us in a word of prayer. And remember, brother Sergio and brother Joe and and all of our brethren and brother Chad, especially, not knowing what in the world has happened to him. Okay.
0: Okay, I will. Father, we come tonight in the mighty name of Jesus, who's washed us by His blood and allows us the privilege by the grace come into your presence, sinless, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And we know that tonight, because of those works, we can have fellowship with you. And tonight, we pray that the Lord Jesus Christ be magnified and glorified, and that we would come to know our Lord and Savior and our husband, the Lord Jesus Christ, better. That we'd come to know his promises better. And that we'd come to know our responsibilities and who we are as the Bride of Christ or as Christians or as whosoever wills, whatever the case may be. And Lord, I pray tonight that we, that the Holy Spirit would teach us and that you would anoint Pastor Don to teach us these things and to teach all that's on your heart for us and to convict encourage and exhort, comfort everyone on a personal basis and uh, meet the needs of yes. every person's heart, Lord, who's crying out for revelation, for understanding. Yes, Lord. I lift up to you, Brother Haller, Lord, that you would continue to teach him and show him true doctrine. Yes, Father. And that he would understand this teaching tonight and I pray for all the downloaders, Lord, that they would know their place in Jesus Christ, whether they're saved or they're not, and if they are, where their place is, and that they would serve the Lord with all their heart in that place they find themselves by His grace, and that they would serve the Lord continually at all times, being faithful until the end. And Lord Jesus, I lift up to you, Brother Sergio, And I thank you for him, Lord. I thank you for his faithfulness. And I thank you that you're continuing to work with him, encourage him, Lord, to further heights in service and in dedication to you. And I pray for an increase in the revelation knowledge of his heart. Yes. And I pray that he would walk in it. Walk in it, and it would be visible to his family and to those who he works with, and that they would be very um, just confronted with the the spirit of God and the word of God, and that they would become convicted of their sins and speak to Sergio about salvation and about the Lord Jesus Christ. And I lift up Brother Joe, Lord, I thank you for him. I I thank you for the, the growth and. that his personal needs are being met and that his life is being ordained and organized and and ordained of the Lord and that you've called him into helping others. And Lord, I pray that this ministry that he has, that's work and ministry at the same time, that he'd be successful in it for you, that he'd come and fulfill all that you want him to do there and that he would be able to grow in grace and become be able to help even more at one time in the name of jesus i pray and lord i pray for brother chad and maureen that everything would be well with them if they're experiencing trouble right now i just pray that they would have a solution sent by the lord and that you would bail them out of that trouble lord and i just pray that the steps of a good man are ordered of the lord and i know that you are ordering his steps right now father in jesus name And I thank you for Brother Tony Adams and family, Lord. I just pray that you continue to bless them with good health and service and desire to serve you and unique ways or whatever ways that you desire them to continue. I pray, Lord, for the brethren that they would come to a higher level of spiritual blessing and financial blessing in their life as they step out, Lord, Because you use people to finance what you want to do, and I'm not sure what you want to do. All I know is you allow us to be a part of it through our finances. And it's probably one of the easiest ways to become a covenant partner with the Lord Jesus Christ in a work is by just giving your finances, which is giving a part of your life. And the blessings come. And, Lord, I just continue to pray for everyone that this word would speak to our heart and mind tonight and that we would be encouraged and comforted and exhorted. And I pray all these things in the name of Jesus. So be it. Amen.
2: You know, folks, my brother Dave was praying about Brother Joe's ministry a lot of times, the, the Bible said, Paul made it plain. Whatsoever your hand findeth it to do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. You can turn your very work into a ministry. Your very job title, whatever it is, whether it's working in a convenience store, whether it's a contractor, whether it's um, flipping hamburgers, it, it, you, there's all, I mean, If you've got the Lord, if the Lord is the Lord of your life, if he is Lord, not just Savior, but Lord, oh, by the way, there is a difference. Uh, One of these nights I'll teach on the difference between the Lordship of Jesus Christ and just Christ as Savior. There is a difference. There's a difference between a disciple and just somebody that believes, by the way. There uh, There is a big difference. You got a lot of people that believe on Christ, but you got very few people that serve Him or are disciplined to His regulations that's laid out in the New Testament through the Apostle Paul, Peter, James, and the rest of them. But anyway, as Brother Dave was saying, the reason you know, I, we talk about, we was talking about this subject before the program started. The reason you know that that uh, the ministry of giving. Is such a big deal. is because it's the hardest thing to do. For the majority of people, it's the hardest thing to part with. That ought to right there, if, if there's a spiritual bone in your body, you ought to realize that. Because it's connected with the world. It's connected with yourself and your own self-interest. And it's one of the hardest things in the world to do, but once you start, it'll be one of the easiest things to do, because you'll know that all you're doing is giving back to the one that gave to you to start with. Everything's long to us for a period of time to do what we're supposed to do while we're here while we, the reason that we were put here to walk this earth. It's long to us. For the ministry's sake, for God's sake, for His purposes' sake—that's the simplest way I know how to put it. Amen. And uh, either you either you take that and and start applying it in your life, or you will suffer the consequences. God's very plain about that. But that's one of the reasons you know that it's uh it's definitely of God because it's one of the toughest things for the flesh to do. But anyway. Enough of that. We're going to be in Matthew 22 tonight, and um, Brother Dave, if you would, you can go ahead and start with verse 1, and then you'll get into the parable of the um, the guest at the marriage supper, and then we'll depart from there for just a little while. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it because we waited on Brother Chad for so long. I think it's already 7.30, isn't it, Brother, Brother Kevin, or after 7.30, something like that. About 7.39. So it's done, it, yeah, we done been on over 30 minutes. I mean, been here way past starting time. But anyway, Brother Dave, if you would, go ahead and, and begin.
0: Yeah, I'll just let everyone know. My throat's a little weak tonight. The ongoing kind of virus that's been going on around here. And it, it's not a big problem. It's just that it's kind of weak. Anyway, Matthew, Chapter 22, hey, Verse Before 12. you begin, um,
3: Chad made
1: it in. Hey, Brother Chad. Oh okay. hey brother.
2: Hello hey. there, Chad. Hey guys. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Sorry, I'm
1: so sort of late, man. I got caught caught out of town.
2: Yeah, we've been cussing and discussing you for the last 30 minutes, man. <laughs> uh, I believe
1: it. I believe it. Well, I'm on that I'm on that public transportation thing right now.
2: So. Oh, man, I, I figured it was something like that. Well, okay.
1: yeah.
2: I'll let you go ahead then and start in Matthew chapter 22. All right, okay. let's do that. I I praise God that you made it safe. I was worried and we were praying for you that everything was yeah. okay.
1: Yeah, you know what, then I lost I lost the time. I just we <laughs> just head back and Marine's mm-hmm. like, Look what time it is. I'm like, What? Oh my my. anyways.
2: It's right, yeah. Okay. I'll have sinned and come short of the glory of God. <laughs> <laughs> All flesh is
1: grass, yes. That's what I heard. Uh
2: okay. so we we're, we're
1: we're in chapter twenty two, right?
2: Matthew chapter 22.
1: Yes. All right. And Jesus answered. Brother Dave, you
2: go ahead and turn to Ephesians chapter 4. Okay. Go ahead, Brother Chad.
1: I'll just be muting in and out just because of the background noise. I know it's probably a little bit loud, but uh, Matthew 22 and 1. And Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king, which made a marriage for his son and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding.
2: Okay, I want you to stop right there. Okay, verse 1 said, And Jesus answered them and spake unto them again by parables and said, these parables I explained to you all last night, he's trying to get a point across by telling a story. There's a truth. The subjects that are involved in this parable are are trying to teach you a doctrinal truth but he's telling it in story form he doesn't mention any personal names he's telling a story that's what a parable is it has twofold meaning the story plus he's trying to get a doctrinal point across and once brother chad finishes this we will depart and i will explain a little bit more about this so go ahead brother chad
1: and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding, and they would not come. Again he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden, Behold, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. But they made light of it, and went their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth, and he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers <laughs> and burned up their city. Then saith he to his servants, The wedding is ready, but they which were forbidden were not worthy. Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall find, bid bid to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all, as many as they found, both bad and good, and the wedding was furnished with guests. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. And he saith unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said the king to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, and take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. And there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called but few are
2: chosen. Wow. Wow. What a parable. Amen. What a parable. The Lord's trying to get across here. He came into his own, and his own received him not. One of the outlying principles here is he came into his own Israel, Israel Judah, and his own received him not. The majority didn't receive him. It even calls the ones that didn't receive him a remnant. I don't know if you caught that or not. They did not receive him. They made light of it. So after he destroyed the cities, you know, Ty seventy A.D., he sent forth people into the out into the harvest to get to bring people in, so there would be guests at the marriage. He's talking about the marriage of his son. That's what he that's that's the bottom line doctrinal implications, the marriage of Jesus Christ to the bride. And notice that he called in, that they brought in both good and bad. That is a direct reference to 2 Timothy chapter 2 of in God's house their vessels of honor and dishonor. You keep that in mind. And then he picks out one person that got there and didn't have a garment. He didn't say there was a bunch, he said a man that did not have on a wedding garment. There's been a lot of talk about who this person was that didn't have the wedding garment. Some folks say that it was that Satan that slipped in, Lucifer slipped in. I don't know about that. It doesn't say it, I don't see any implications of that. But this has been described in many ways. I think he just picked. But he, in another place, he says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me." I am the door. If any man climbeth up any other way, he's the same. He's the same as what? A thief and a robber. So, uh, how, a person, how What do you mean climb? I thought that was there's only one way there. Well, this is talking about what the kingdom of heaven. I'm talking about the kingdom of God. This undoubtedly has it's got something to do within the millennium, somewhere or another, here in the kingdom of heaven. But anyway, he says, take that person that doesn't have a wedding garment. That wedding garment would be is a type of the righteousness of God. That is your clothing as a believer, as the bride. It is the righteousness of God. Without the righteousness of God, you don't stand a snowball of chance in hell. And the only way to receive that righteousness of God is by the heart, belief, and acceptance of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of the grace of God. It's the only way to receive the righteousness of God. It's a free gift. That's what's so, what's so mind-boggling about the thing. It's such an awesome thing But yet it's so simple. But that's the way God does things anyway. So let me bring your attention to this thing about the bride and how simple it is, but yet how mysterious it is. Paul, in Ephesians chapter 4, he's going to go down through, I think it's Ephesians 4, it may be Ephesians 5. I'm getting my chapters mixed up in my old age here. But Paul goes and gives a whole rendition about husbands and wives, husbands and wives do this. And you can take the very commandments of the wife to the husband and apply them not only in your natural life as commandments, the way to treat your wife, you husbands, but also, though you have to put yourself in the wife's position on how to treat the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you hear what I said? Because you're the bride. So you would naturally put yourself in the position of the commandments given to the woman on how she's supposed to treat her husband. That's the position you should put yourself in. See, Men will read through there and they'll see all this. Submit to your husband, blind. They beat a woman on the head with it. When all the time the Lord is trying, there's a twofold meaning, and the Lord's trying to get you as the bride of Christ to put yourself, man, men, in the position of the woman, and obey the commandments of the woman's treating of her husband here on earth as the way you're supposed to treat your Lord and Savior. He as your bridegroom and I'll show you as we go through that chapter brother Dave Ephesians chapter 4 I think it is Ephesians 4 is it brother isn't that where Paul talks about the husband wife relationship Uh, all you got to do is look at the last verse where it says this is a great mystery but I speak concerning Christ and the church yes Okay. Oh,
0: wait a minute. And
2: uh, be No, it doesn't. Okay, let so look at chapter 5. It'll be in 5 then.
3: Oh, yes, here we are.
2: Okay. So start, start at verse 1.
0: Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you, as becometh saints, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know. That no whoremonger nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God,
2: let me bring your attention to one thing: this context is talking about saved people. You saw that list he gave you right there, all those people that have they have no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. It's, that's not, they're not saved. Remember back in chapter 22, they went out and they got some good and some bad. Isn't that what it said, Brother Chad? Brother Chad. Yes, amen. It said they got both good, some good and some bad. Good, good
1: and,
2: and bad, amen. Good and bad. And in 2 and Timothy 2, it tells you that the household of God is full of both vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. People have a tough time with that because of self-righteousness. How could God allow somebody in that did a lot of bad things? Just because the grace of God and the righteousness of God covers all that stuff up. Now I'm fixing to get off into another doctrine, and I'm not going to do it. We're just going to continue on. I just wanted to bring to your attention that nobody's lost in chapter 5. The context is Christians. There's a bunch that don't have any inheritance because of their actions here in this life, and it gives you the list of what they were. And I've taken you before and took you over to 1 Corinthians and showed you where Paul gives that same list, practically identical, and I've showed you some of the characters that are in that list. Some of you don't want to believe it. Some of you are so self-righteous and some of you are so uh, think that, oh, you're better than so. I don't do this or I don't do that. No, you might not do this or do that, but you do do this or do the other. So be careful how you judge. Okay? And the blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, cleanses us from all sin. Amen. See? There's the there's the covering of sins. The sinner, period. There's three parts to it. The co- the sinner's covered, the sins are covered by daily confession and fellowship with the Lord. Okay? But the sin that dwells within us is covered by the by the righteousness of God. The fellowship part whether God has to beat us upside the head or not, is that the blood also covers the sins that we commit of omission or commission? All right, just don't forget that. Because if you if you understand that, you can center more in on your Christian life than pointing fingers at other Christians. That because it's up to the Lord anyway; He knows their hearts. So go ahead, Brother Dave. I'm not going to comment on that anymore.
0: Yes, Ephesians 5, verse 6. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience.
2: You see there? the wrath, it, it's, it's, it's contrast in two different classes of people. The children of God and the children of disobedience. So the wrath of God falls on the children, the people, the law but the wrath of God does not fall on the ones that are the children of God. The chastisement falls. The lack of inheritance falls. The no rewards come, but the, there's no loss of salvation connected with the child of God. He don't go throwing his children into hell. Not under, not under grace. It don't happen that way, folks. That's the part people have such a tough time with it, call it antinomianism, okay? And they got all kind of fancy words that the self-righteous have. And our righteousness and my righteousness and your righteousness and David and Kevin and Brother Pete and Brother Sergio and everybody's righteousness is, not, is as filthy rags except for the covering you have, which is the righteousness of God That's your wedding garment, and it's perfect. And as long as you keep that in mind, it should draw you closer to the cross and make you more thankful for the position you hold in Jesus Christ. See, God made him, Jesus Christ, to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Continue on, brother.
0: Verse 7. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth proving what is acceptable unto the Lord, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness,
2: but I rather want, I,
0: I, reprove them.
2: I want you to park there for just a second. I love this chapter because there's so much preaching material in it and, and doctrinal implications in it. You're not supposed to have any doings with the unfruitful works of darkness. Now, do you want to explain what the darkness is? Does it take a explaining machine for you to understand what that verse means? Your fellowship with the ones that are wrapped up in, in, in evil stuff that you call friend, that you associate with, you're not supposed to have anything to do but reprove them. You're supposed to point out their problems. You have that right. I'm not supposed to judge, really. Well, if you read the last verse in 1 Corinthians 1, I believe you'll find out that's not true. Paul plainly tells you that he that is spiritual or born of God judgeth all things, but he himself is judged to no man. Okay? Okay. You have that right as a born-again child of God to point out the unfruitful works of darkness in an individual. Now, there's different ways of doing it. You're supposed to use wisdom. Paul used wisdom when he talked to the, when he preached in, in Athens, when he preached on Mars Hill. He had a bunch, of folk, a bunch of idolatrous heathens there, but he used wisdom. See, there's more to the Christian life than most of you has ever been taught. But he used wisdom in how he went about doing it. And that's that that's the reason that you're supposed to learn, sit under good teaching, and learn to apply this stuff in your life. Sometimes it you can reprove them by your actions. When they say, Come on, man, let's have a let's have a shot of Jack Daniels. No, thank you. I don't drink. Let me just use an, this as an example. Well, let's go down here to the to the to the local pub, sit around and shoot the bull. No, I'm sorry, I, um, I can't do that. My conscience won't allow that. I I don't associate with with. Um, well, you think you're better? They're saying, you think you're so self righteous? No, it's not just that. It's the the my. My commander-in-chief is the Lord Jesus Christ, and I'm just obeying him. If you want to go, go. There's many ways to do it, see. And the bottom line is if you fear God, you will do the right thing. If you, you fear man worse or what somebody thinks about you, you'll fall prey to following them along and be a partaker of their evil deeds. That's the way that ball bounces. Continue, brother.
3: Verse 12.
0: For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light.
2: How many bars, you folks that used to uh, go to bars, how many bars have you ever been in where it was lit up everywhere? Ah, yeah. Ain't. It's all dark, isn't it? Yes. Of course it is. Just using this for an example. Bet you never thought about that, did you? All the secret stuff is done at night. How come night time is the time when everybody gets away? That's basically the time when everybody gets away with their evil deeds. Oh, yes. This book got all the answers, folks. Continue on, brother.
0: Verse 14. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil.
2: Redeeming the time. Do what you're supposed to do today, and tomorrow take care of itself. Take no thought for tomorrow, for you know not what a day may bring forth all you All you've got's the next few minutes, okay, and you may not have the next thirty seconds. You don't know all of you with your grand plan. I'll do this tomorrow, I'll do this, or we'll go buy and sell and do such and such in tomorrow and James says, "Thou fool." Paul calls them fools right here. Jesus Christ called them fools. Oh, oh you're not supposed to call a man a fool. Or you'll be in danger of hell fire. <laughs> I ain't worried about that at all. Because I know how to rightly divide the word of truth. Do you? How can Jesus Christ say fool? You'll be in danger of hellfire out of one side of his mouth and turn around less than two chapters and call somebody a fool, huh? You've got to divide the word of truth. You hear me say it all the time, because it's just that important. Of course, then again, you may have a funny book that don't even have that verse in it. <laughs> you wouldn't know to do it unless you had a real book unless you had the real word of God. Because it's taken out of all the other Bibles. Wonder why. Wonder why. Go ahead, brother.
0: Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Wives. Submit yourself unto your own husband. Okay,
2: now we're going to get in talking about the bride of Christ. Because that's exactly who he's talking about. But he's using, an earthly, he's using an earthly husband and wife relationship to explain a heavenly or a spiritual relationship that we're going to have with our Lord and Savior. And just listen to what he says. Go ahead. Go ahead, Brother Dave. Sorry.
0: Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything.
2: You hear? Do you hear that? You you wish that word "everything" wasn't there, don't you? A godly woman understands that, and a godly Christian understands that as far as the Lord is concerned as well. See, so you just can't tack this down on a on an earthly marriage. Paul's done told you what he's talking about as unto the Lord. So you're supposed to put yourself in a woman's position. I'm talking to the man now, ladies. I'm I'm giving you a break. Okay? I'm talking to the man here. You're supposed to reverse the situation and submit yourself to the Lord in everything. Everything, you know what everything means in the Greek? Tell them, Brother Chad.
1: That means... Everything.
2: Thank you. Continue on, Brother Dave. That's not everything that you like. That's not everything you agree with. That's everything the book tells you. That's including what we were talking about before the program started. Okay? Because everything we talked about was 110% biblical and spiritual correct okay and cannot Its sound doctrine can't be argued against and to whom much is given much is required go ahead brother Dave
0: husbands love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word
2: there's that word washing of water by the word of God. That's remember I the all the emphasis I put on this book. You wonder why? Do you wash yourself daily with the word? Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? That's for sin. Okay. The daily cleansing for sins, do you go to the word of God for your daily washing? By the word of God. Supernatural, see? Can't get away from it with a getaway machine. Supernatural. The book's alive. The words that I speak to you, Christ said, they are spirit, they are life. Well, that's just black ink on white paper. Really? (laughs) You just keep on thinking that and watch where you wind up, okay? Won't be fun. Rest assured, you have the promise of God that it won't be a happy day. Continue on, brother.
0: Ephesians 5, verse 27, that he might present it to himself, a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish.
2: All right. Paul said in another place in Ephesians, I think it's in in, in, in Corinthians, Second Corinthians, he said, talking to the Corinthian church, I have espoused you as a chaste virgin to Christ. And then he tells them he's worried about them, lest they be beguiled. By Satan, like Eve was beguiled. Okay? Oh, there's a whole lot there. Because Paul's the best man, see? Paul's going to present the bride of Christ. What does that mean? That means Paul's not in the bride of Christ. Just like Peter, James, and John. And John the Baptist are not in the bride of Christ. John tells you he I'm not the bridegroom, I'm a friend of the bridegroom. There you go again. You gotta learn to rightly divide the word of truth. You can't lump everything into one pot. It don't mix. Continue on, brother. Verse twenty nine
0: for no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too
2: shall be one flesh. Are you bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh? Do you submit to yourself in everything? Is there a 100% effort on your part to submit to his commands? He being the bride, he being the bridegroom, you being the bride? Or is there certain things that you're willing not to do because you don't like it? It doesn't suit, so- it doesn't, it rubs your flesh the wrong way. You have never been taught that for what you have now. I ain't, I'm not taking nothing, everything's in context, I'm just, we're just showing you what the book says, argue with God, you got no argument with me, you may think you do, but it won't hold water, that's what God said in his book, continue on brother,
0: This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church.
2: So everything Everything. he's just got through saying, everything that the illustration he's just given does not only apply to the earthly husband-wife relationship, but the main gist of everything he just told you was concerning Christ and his bride and it's a great mystery of course it's a great mystery it's one of the it's the it's there's only two great mysteries in the new testament one of them is the mystery of godliness that's jesus christ being that's jesus christ god being manifest in the flesh how in the world can god be be still in heaven and be in the form of a man that's a great mystery well, this right here, this bride of Christ, this heavenly bride of Christ, how can a man marry a man? That's a great mystery. If you're natural gender, you're natural sex, you're a man, and you marry a woman, uh, how in the world can that be reversed and Jesus Christ be a man and you marry a man? It's a great mystery. We don't understand that. It's not explained. God's got it all figured out. But the rules and regulations he has laid down. See the found the, the, the foundation, you destroy the foundations, everything else crumbles. And the, the family unit, the husband, wife, child, the family unit, once you destroy that unit, you destroy the you destroy every society around it. And you wonder why society's in the shape it's in today? The divorce rate that there is today, the way we're children, the way they are today, what they listen to, you you wonder about why your your white girl thinks that, it, uh, that a blue gum looks good. You wonder about all that. It's because there's been a failure in the foundation. The foundation's cracked. And it's been done with evil intentions in mind, very slowly, like cooking a frog in water. This law here, that law there, everybody got television here, radio there, saying it over and over again till it gets implanted in the mind, till it gets tolerated, and then after toleration it becomes accepted, and then the hook is in the fish and you're through. And the only salvation you've got outside of that is from the Lord that he'll grant repentance for you to pull yourself out of it. That's what a fantastic chapter that is when you realize the doctrinal truths behind it. You men that want to be like carry a stick, carry a big stick and beat your wife over the head. you got to submit to me in everything. Really? Do you submit to your husband in everything? How can you expect her to submit herself? Monkey see, monkey do, you know? What kind of example is that? Oh, I've seen it, man. It's a big deal in fundamental Baptist churches. You've got men carrying big sticks running. They want that woman to submit. But when you turn it around, when it's taught in the proper way, when it's taught in the proper way, like we've just got through going through it, and I've showed you what the Bible says about it, okay? Not my opinion. It ought to make you take pause, husband. I used to be one of them stick coders. all right? I can tell you it leads to nothing but heartache and division and destruction in the family. I can tell you that book is true from the beginning. Every word of God is pure. I can tell you it's absolutely factual. Yes, amen, amen. Folks, you just can't get away from it. The very fact that you're listening to it, there must be something inside of you that's telling you if the Spirit of God dwells in you, and you've taken the time to listen. God's trying to work with you. You're not here by chance. Nothing happens to a Christian by chance.
3: Yes, amen.
2: You need to listen very closely. You need to go. You need to go through that check. Do am I doing that? Am I submitting myself unto the Lord, the way I want my wife to submit to me? Only you can answer that question. Unless you're so totally deceived, you think you've got it all right, and and the And the book's wrong Just real quickly, turn over to first Peter chapter three, Brother Chad. Read what Peter has to say about it
1: okay
3: stop. Main street
2: door, street I hate computers <laughs> yeah. main stop. There's Peter chapter three. Yeah. Where about Likewise husbands love your wives. Peter don't get into it like Paul does see, because the mysteries was revealed to Paul, not Peter. Peter just lays out the um he gets into it a little bit, but not a whole lot. But it's good stuff, so we'll go ahead and read it. So you want me to start
1: right right at that first number seven?
2: Where it, where it says likewise husbands love your wives as Christ loves yeah. Okay. First
1: Peter first Peter three and seven. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife. As unto I tell you what we'll back husband. up a little
2: bit further, just just start it first. Just just started verse. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, verse one. That's right. Likewise ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands. That if any obey not the word but they also may, without the word, be won by the conversation of the wise.
2: And that's talking about the manner of life. Now, the, Peter is getting down and dirty, as a, using that as a, a frame of just a, a figure of speech, but he's getting down and telling the wise, you're having a hard time. Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? Are you living your life to where you will submit to your husband even when it looks like it's the wrong thing to do just like Sarah knew it wasn't right for her to say she was Abraham's sister you want me to give you a biblical example she knew it wasn't right but she obeyed Abraham anyway you know it caused a whole lot of trouble
1: welcome to TD credit cards
2: what in the world was that Are you guys there? I'm here. Did y'all hear that welcome to TD credit yeah. card? Yeah,
0: I heard it. That's a Canadian credit card company.
2: Did From that me. come over your telephone, Chad? Chad? Chad's gone. He got kicked off? I have- planned yeah. ahead to leave.
0: The subway or bus was announcing stops. I yeah. had to get off. All right,
2: Brother Dave, just go ahead and start at verse 1.
0: Okay. First Peter 3, verse 1. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husband.
2: <laughs> you back, Dad? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not getting one of y'all's credit cards, so... Uh. <laughs> I am just dropped a call. Uh, okay, go ahead and pick it up at verse 1. We'll get through this one way or the other.
1: Yes, yes. Okay, likewise, these wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation
2: of the wives. So you can win over your husband by your the way you live your life if you're obedient. If you're being obedient and you're obeying what Paul said in Ephesians 5, you can put them under conviction just by the way you live, by you being submissive to them. That's what Peter's saying. Now it's talking to the wise. Peter's getting telling the wise what they should do in a situation, like Paul says, if you have a, in 1 Corinthians 7, where Paul says, if you have a, a husband that believeth not, and you be pleased to dwell with him, don't depart, you know says, don't depart. And husbands, if you have a wife and you be pleased to dwell with her and she's not a believer, don't leave them either. And the reason why is what Peter's talking about here in 1 Peter chapter 3, that if you're living the Christian life and you're obeying the Lord as the servant to the Lord, as him as your husband, then it will convict your wife or likewise the husband get under conviction, and they may be one through your manner of life. That's what he's saying. Continue on, Brother Chad. Okay.
1: While they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear, who's adorning, let it not be that outward adorning, of plating the hair, and of wearing of gold, or of putting on of apparel. But let it be the hidden man of the heart, in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God,
2: of great price. Yeah, that hidden man of the heart is the Lord Jesus Christ. And when it said, not let it be out the putting on, repair don't mean to run around naked, okay? And it talks about all the fluffing of the hair. Everything the world and the church has accepted today is anti-scriptural. I hate it for you women. I hate it for you guys. That's how far we backslid as a, as as the bride of Christ. Women with their hair cropped off above their ears because they don't feel like combing it? Men with hair down the middle of their back, what nature teaches you it's a shame for a man to have long hair? I'm sorry that it, it doesn't suit your taste and your like and what you've been raised to believe. I'm just showing you it's against God's Word. What you do with it, it's up to you. You're the one that's going to pay. You're the one that's going to be judged. I'm not your judge. There's one in heaven that's going to do that. And he'll judge righteously and fairly. And he'll judge according to what you've heard and what you, what you know, what this book says. That's what you're going to be judged by, the word of God. And the books were opened and another book was opened at the judgment. You're going to be judged out of this book. Did you know it? To whom much is given, much is required. It, and it, when people, this is what's bad, because I know I've, caught, I've been caught in this situation before myself, is when all of a sudden you think you're on the straight and narrow, and you're pleasing God, and you're doing everything right, and all of a sudden the word of God, you run across this stuff that tells you you've been swinging. You, You've been you've been you've been slipped a Mickey fan. Some of y'all won't have a clue what that is, but you've been deceived because the the books don't change. Okay, all God's judgments, righteous judgments, endures forever. His word is truth from the beginning. All His righteous judgments endures forever. Psalms one nineteen one sixty. I posted it today. On Facebook. but I know when you run across this stuff, you say, "My God, I've got." You mean I've got to do all this? You don't have to. You don't have to. Just remember that every word will be judged. For what sort it is at the judgment seat of Christ? See, you're not. You're not gonna get around it. Those days of God winking at your ignorance is over with because you have a completed canon and you just happen to be sitting under a Bible-believing teacher that believes every blessed word. So there will be no excuse. You willing to take that chance? You willing to take a shot at what that shame and nakedness really means? Or are you willing to put forth the effort and change your life in midstream in accordance with the word of God, which is in the sight of God of great price? You willing to put forth that effort? You will if you love him. You will if you love him. And whatever you love more than you do him, that's what you'll pay attention to. And he's a jealous, God. He don't uh, he don't play onesie twosies. He wants to be the center of your life, and he's supposed to be. How would you like it if your wife? brought another man home to eat supper with you and sit there and held hands with him during the supper how would you like that you man or women how would you like it if your husband brought two or three women home and said oh okay um you said uh, instead of t- plate for these two right here and all the time they were he was hugging on them instead of you how would you like that See, you 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 don't think folks you think this is just some this is some book that got handed down and it just shows us a few of the good and bad things we're supposed to do and some bad things we're not supposed to do but it is your life and you will be judged accordingly and that judgment is forever not for 70 years or 80 years but forever If there was anything that Brother Don, could, could, if God would give me an answer to my prayer immediately, it would be that the Holy Spirit would take the words that I'm speaking now and drive them home in your heart to where they would have an influence in your life. To the better, to the good, to where you would listen to the Spirit of God. If I had a prayer and I knew the Lord was going to answer, he gave me one prayer. That's what I would pray would be for you. If he gave me just one and promised me he'd answer you, I'll answer, you just name it. It would be that he'd take these words that this book has told you and you would and put them in your heart to where it would change your life. That you would obey from the heart and it would change your life to the obedience of Christ. That's what my prayer would be. It'd be for you. And for myself as well.
3: Continue reading, brother. Okay. Now that you're out of hell
1: hole. (laughs) Yeah. Verse 5, For after this manner, in the old time, the holy women also, who trusted in God, adorned themselves, being in subjection unto their own husbands. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters, uh, whose daughters ye are, as long as ye do well, and are not afraid with any amazement. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered.
2: So you wonder why a lot of times the Lord won't answer your prayers, husbands, wives, if there's any that hear this. You wonder why the Lord won't answer your prayers sometimes. Because of your disobedience. That's what. The, that, excuse me. That's what the book said. That's not my opinion. Not, not my opinion at all. So when I talk about this bride of Christ business and how we're part of this 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 blood we're blood relationship. With the Lord Jesus Christ is our kinsman redeemer. And he, just like Isaac was sent, like Isaac had a bride of his own kin, and like we're the bride of Christ as once national Israel, but now we're Christian as in Jesus Christ because we lost our identity. The importance of that has a magnitude that I I don't have words to express. The privilege. You're, any, any of you guys remember when you got married, how happy you were with your wife? How you just could not wait. I don't know if I'm talking to any of like that, the way this world is today. You know, I don't know if I'm even talking to anybody like that. But how she was the apple of your eye. And how she couldn't do no wrong. And everything you wanted, man, you was really you was ready to, to, to lay it on the line. And you women were just so excited and nervous and giddy and everything. Think about that exponential a billion times the way it's going to be in eternity. When you're delegated duties that you will do because you'll have a different body that's sinless, that'll be like Christ, because you are bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. It's only practical, that it's only scriptural, that you'd have a body like Christ, because you're bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. It does not appear what we shall be but we know when he shall appear we shall be like him, for we shall see him as it is. Paul says when he takes this vile body and will likens it into his glorious body, it all fits together. See, and the lad, the very last verses of the whole word of God, it, it it's got us separated from everybody else, standing there with the Spirit and the King, giving a final command. And, Brother Chad, if you would, I want you to go to Revelations 22. And I want you to read the whole chapter. And we will close with this that you're fixing to read. Amen. I want you folks to listen close. Okay? To what's said in Revelation chapter 22, Brother. Okay.
1: Revelation chapter 22. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations.
2: Okay, the healing of the nations, not the bride. <laughs> ain't got nothing to do with the bride. It's got to do with nations. What nations? Where do they come from? Who are they? See, you see, you got to read the book like it's written. And you, and if you crit, you're a critical thinker, an analytical thinker, You, then the spirit of God ought to re, be ringing bells. You have to go search out who he, what he's talking about and who he's talking about. He ain't talking about the bride. All right, (laughs) go ahead, brother. Okay.
1: And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun... For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign ever and ever. And he said unto me,
2: These sayings are faithful and true. Wait just a minute. I thought they were allegorical and apocalyptic. I mean, I thought they were metaphorical.
1: That's the uh New Idiots version you're thinking of.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah, I had it wrong. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, we've
1: got the A.V. here.
2: Amen. Um, we got book. We, we got the word of God. That's right. Good.
1: Amen, amen. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. And I John saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. Then saith he unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book, worship God. And he saith unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be.
2: See there is rewards. The works, rewards for works. And got jack squat to do with salvation. Go ahead, brother.
1: I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city
2: yeah, then you ain't got to worry about that that city is yours you're already in the city as you're fixing to find out he's talking about a different bunch talking about a different set of dogs so to speak using this southern lingo southern expression talking about a different set of dogs you'll find that out in Ezekiel forty-three, forty-eight, and earlier in the book of Revelation in chapter 14 He's talking about a totally different set of dogs. You're going to find out the bride's already there. You ain't got to worry about none of that keeping any commandments that you may have a right to the tree of life. You're covered with the blood of Christ and the righteousness of God. And it ain't got jack squat to do with you. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Continue on, brother. Verse 15 For without
1: our dogs, and sorcerers, and whoremongers, and murderers, and idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, and the bright and morning star.
2: And the spirit and the bride say, Come who do what? You got Jesus, the Spirit and the Bride all together at one time, and they're given an invitation to somebody else. Start at the first and start reading it again.
1: I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star, and the spirit and the bride say come. And let him that heareth say, come, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book.
2: See, whosoever will take of the water of life freely. Christ is the water of life. Still, the free gift of salvation is being offered. Ain't got jack squat to do with eating no leaves off a tree. Ain't got nothing with keeping no commandments. It's got to do with the gospel of the grace of God. He's changed horses right there in midstream in the same chapter. Continue reading, brother. With a ten foot pole. You wouldn't give me you I wouldn't change one blessed word. Ain't going to and gonna rail on them that attack it. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. You believe he's joking? Do you believe he means what he says? That's how precious it is because he's magnified it above his very name. Psalms one hundred thirty eight two. All you namers that's got fifteen different versions to take out all kind of to just destroy the book that add to it and take away from it. Makes a difference a lot of difference between a Bible believer and somebody who just claims to be a Christian. If you got you got that, if you got that yet, maybe, maybe the Lord will will impress that on your heart for the first time tonight, and it can be a change start tonight. Continue reading, brother.
1: Verse twenty. He which testifieth these things, saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be
2: with you all. Amen. Amen and amen. And been but two days in the Lord's time it's been two days since he's been gone. He'll be back shortly. Brother Dave, dismiss us in a word of prayer.
0: Yes. <clears throat> Father, in the name of Jesus we give you thanks for this evening. We thank you for teaching us. We give you thanks for the Bible, the Word of God. We thank you for Engraving on our hearts and minds the promises in this book and our position as Bride of Christ, how we should treat our husband, the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for making this something that w- that we would never be able to forget. Yes, Lord. And, Lord, I also pray for all those who will download this, that they would be presented with this message as well lord and that they would live their lives as we endeavor to with that we we would endeavor to live our lives 100 percent for the lord jesus christ at all times obeying him in all his requests in all the word of god in all his commandments and lord i give you thanks for this and i Pray that in Jesus' name, the fulfillment in my life in the lives of all that hear tonight. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. Folks, let me say this one word, and then we'll go ahead and close. As long as you're breathing, God's still working with you. As long as you're taking the next breath and in an upright position, you have the opportunity to turn your life around through repentance toward God. And faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Other Dave contact information.
0: Contact information. And folks, right,
2: in before he even goes ahead and gives this, I'm just putting it out there. We need your support, and I appreciate it from the depths of my heart the ones that already support this ministry. And I'm just telling you, just ask, just just obey God. Okay. Go ahead, brother.
0: Contact information for Don Spears Ministries Telephone number three three four three nine seven two three three three. The email address is respect to the Lord at yahoo.com. And if you have a PayPal account or if you open a PayPal account, you can go to PayPal and enter Pastor Don's email because his email respect to the Lord at yahoo.com is his PayPal account. And when you enter that PayPal account number, you can give an offering to the Lord Jesus Christ and to the, His servant here at this ministry. And you can send your cards and letters and offerings, pictures, requests. To Pastor Don's mailing address, which is 3155 Louisville Street, apartment D1. That's 3155 Louisville Street, apartment D1, CLIO, 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 Alabama, zip code 3.
2: everybody for being here tonight i appreciate it from the depths of my heart may god's grace go with you the remainder of the week and me answer all your prayers and be a blessing to you love you all and lord willing and health permitting we'll be back friday night brother chad give me a call to something or something brother when you get an opportunity okay sure thing okay brother we'll talk to you later on this week brother dave yes good night everyone god bless
0: good night